Amen. I, I was watching a movie with my wife yesterday, and I was able to point out in that movie how this couple was talking, right? And it got a little heated, but I thought it was such, I said, man, isn't it amazing how the world can handle situations real good, but we, we, we who know God, we can't, <laughs> we, we kind of have trouble communicating. And in the movie, you know, the wife said something, he said something, she raised her voice. He's like, okay, no problem. You know what I mean? And they just, they just killed it right there. You know, and, and that's what I believe that we have to learn to do. Stop holding things in our hearts. Amen. As we, as we communicate. Amen. So let's pray and, and we're going, we're going into your words. That's the one. That's where we stopped off last week. We talked about your words. Words have power. Amen. I started off talking about the tongue. Uh, I, I told you that, that I showed you last week that I told you that it says that it's set on fire by hell. Amen. That it is a venom. And we have to be very careful because our words could either build up or break down. Amen. It could, it could give life or it could, it could kill. And so what we want to learn to do as believers, as God's people, come on somebody, we have to learn, we want to learn how to speak to one another not just one another, but speak to our spouse or speak to self, speak to the people around us, our kids and everybody else. We want to learn how to speak in such a way. And here's, here's how I concluded. Speak in such a way that it glorifies God. Amen. Amen. Does everybody in agreement with that? Amen. All right. Well, praise God. Attitude is one thing, but your words are something else. It's amazing how people can curse Drop an F-bomb. Come on. Say crazy stuff and have no remorse. Have no type of, you know, hey, you know what? I feel bad about it. Am I right about it? And what happens is I believe that our words is affected by our attitude. Our attitude affects our words. And what we have to learn to do as believers, as believers, as I'm not talking to the world, because I understand what the world does. Amen. I understand that the world is going to talk like that. Right? I understand that the world is going to give you negativity. But it's amazing as believers that when we act like the world, it should somehow feel embarrassing. Come on, help me somebody. Amen. And, and I believe that these studies, God is teaching us how to become more Christ-like. Now, Jesus, let me, let me show you something. Let's go to, uh, uh, let's see here. Let's go, let's see how Matthew looks at it. Let's go to Matthew. Let me, let me, let me see. Let me see. It just came up in my mind. Amen. Uh Let's go to Matthew. Hold on one second. It just came in my mind, y'all. So give me a minute. I'm going to find it. There it is. Uh, let's go to John. Let's go to John. 
John, is it John? No, hold on a second. No, not John, not John. I'm ringing. Matthew 21. I knew it was Matthew. Probably would have kept on going. Yeah, Matthew 21. Jesus is coming into uh, Jerusalem. He's coming in. Uh, announcing, can we shut that air up, please? Uh, he's coming in as king. He's coming in to tell everybody, hey, you know what? I am king and ruler, okay? In other words, he, he's going real public with his ministry, all right? That's just chapter, that's, it's called a triumphal entry into Jerusalem, okay? Uh, and so, if you look at verse 9, it says, And the multitudes were going before him, and those who followed after him were crying out, What? Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes, what? In the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the multitudes were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth. Now I want to show you something. You, you, you know it. You know th there's a. You, you know there's a time to get angry. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I'm praying now that God would allow me before I leave this earth that He would allow me to respond. Hello, somebody, in such a way that it will glorify Him. Now I'm not saying. We all going to be angry, get angry at some point, but it's how we respond. That's the difference, right? So let me show you what Jesus did. And Jesus entered the temple and what did he do, y'all? All right, he cast out all who were what? Buying and selling in the temple. And what else? Come on now. So this is not just... Leave. When it said, when, when he said he, that's what he did. He, he, listen, he, and that, and that's mild. Okay. Yeah, you can put it back. Listen, listen, he came on, he threw over everything, right? He's angry. What happens when we get angry? We, we have actions, but our words too. We wouldn't just cast up, oh, we'd be like MF this and F that and your mother this and your mother that. You understand what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that believers do. Come on, y'all. Yes. Yes. Amen. You can be sanctified all you want, but that's the truth. Okay. Can you overthrow something without cussing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your words, your words. But look at this. Look what he says, though. It says he overturned the tables of the money changers and watch this, and the seats of those who were selling doves. Verse 13. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of what? But you are making it. Now notice. He was angry that they had turned the church into a, a mall. 
All right? In other words, they had turned the church into making money. What they would do is people would come from all over Jerusalem, right? And on their journey to the temple to give their sacrifices, they would bring doves and they would bring stuff and they would exchange the money. But the, but the tax, the people who were do, doing the money changing, they started to turn this thing into a business. So this person will have cheaper rates than this one, or this person may have a better sacrifice than this one. And because on the journey there, rather than bring the goats and bring the, the turtles and bring the, uh, the doves and all this other stuff and whatever they needed to sacrifice for the atonement of their sins, watch this, they were turning a serious thing into something that was just common. And Jesus caught on to them. But one of the things that Jesus did, he didn't just, he, look what he did. He, he was angry, but what did he do? He overturned the tables. Did he curse? Huh? What did he do, y'all? No, he said something. No, he said something. He quoted the scripture. Exactly. He quoted the scripture and he said, listen, y'all, he stated the problem. See, what happens to us is that sometimes we magnify the problem or we don't state the problem. In all of our cursing, we never get down to what the real issue is. And the real issue gets lost in the argument. Come on, help me somebody. The real issue gets lost where? In the argument. Look what he says. He says, and you, it is written, you have made my house shall be called a house of prayer. So rather than praying, they were profiting. Amen. And I want to tell you something. I want to help somebody with something. We have to understand that anger is something that we have, watch this, to manage. Notice I didn't say control. But you have to understand something. Even as strong as Jesus felt about this issue, he didn't go about cursing nobody. See, I believe that if you have an issue with your spouse, if you have an issue with somebody, there has to be a way where you can go talk to that person. But here's the thing. But make sure that when you go talk to that person, right, that you're not expecting them to receive what you're saying. The way you want them to receive it. Hello, somebody. Choose your words carefully. I went over that, and I will be going over that here soon with, a, with the whole church. We went over it with our leaders yesterday about our, our open-door policy in our church. Because some people abuse that policy. You know, when your, your spouse said, we have an open-door policy, we, we can talk about anything. And sometimes we use that. Hello, somebody. To attack the person or to attack your spouse or to attack, you follow what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation. Amen? So last week we talked about, and I asked, do you cut or slash your mate verbally with harsh words? Do you use lying and deceitful words in your arguments? Got to be careful of that. Watch this. Do you... Do hateful words come from your lips when you disagree? 
Can I tell you what all this is? Let me tell you what all this is. All this is sin. Amen? When you get angry and, and you retaliate, but if you get angry and you let it fester, and then your words come out where you tear down rather than build up, where we tear down and rather than build up, guess what happens to us? We fall, we fall into sin. And let me tell you what sin is. Sin simply means that you miss the mark. In other words, you haven't lived up to the standard that was already set because you're hitting another mark. All right? And so our words, listen, we can cut with some words, can't we? Sometimes you ain't got to even, listen, so it's just what that person says to you that puts you on another planet. Come on, somebody. Come on, help me, somebody. I may not agree with what you're saying, but look at Jesus. Jesus said, Jesus did what he did, but check this out. He ain't cursed one time. And what did he do? So it tells me that you can be angry and not sin. That's what the Bible says. That's, this, this is what you saw in, in Matthew 21 is what we call righteous anger. So if you're being taken advantage of, you can speak, but speak the truth in love. Amen? Look, look go to Psalm 109. Psalm 109 and verse 3. Boy, it got quiet up in here. Right up in here. I ain't getting nothing this morning. Amen. Look at verse, verse 1. It says, O God of my praise, do not be silent, for they have opened, opened the wicked and deceitful mouth. What? Notice the mouth can be what? Words can be what? Wicked and what? Deceitful. And, you know, some people are just deceitful with their words, period. And they don't see nothing wrong with it. They don't see nothing wrong with it. They will look you in the eye and try to convince you that they're telling the truth. And they lie. <laughs> Do you not know that lying is a sin? I think, and, 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 and watch this, and I'm not just here to point out sin. I'm not the sin police this morning. But I think that we have to look at how God views. Watch this. How God views our actions, reactions, our words, and look at our lives and ask ourselves, a, ask ourselves a question. Am I living up to the standard of the word of God? Am I living according to how God wants me to live? Not saying, oh, you know, I sinned. Oh, don't just brush off sin as, oh, I just sinned. No. Take it seriously. And as a matter of fact, if you're saved and you have the Holy Spirit in you, you should feel some kind of way about it. You should feel grieved. Do I have anybody? There's a difference between conviction and grieving, right? Okay? Grieving means that the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about not thinking about me, but thinking about how God feels about it. Yeah. And then that conviction comes upon us. Listen, I'm not saying we're perfect. We're not, hey, hey, don't even try to go there, right? 
we're going we're gonna to mess up. We're going we're gonna to have problems sometimes. But all I'm saying, what I've been trying to do throughout this series is to bring to our attention, let's stop and let's start working on these things. Come on, somebody. Let's, 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 let's overcome. Let's be more than overcomers. Come on, somebody. Let's, let's, let's look towards, let's move towards maturity. Let's not stay this way. I know that we've been this way a long time. Come on, help me. But you are not stuck there. <clears throat> That's the hope that I have. And the longer you live, if you keep thinking that you cannot change. I've, I've had people say that to me. I can't change. But no, you can change. You choose not to change. Do I have anybody? Look what he said. He says, for they have opened their wicked and deceitful mouth against me. They have spoken what? Against me with a lying tongue. You know, when people disagree, man, I mean, I'm serious. Pay attention to what they're saying because when people get angry, guess is what they do. They start bringing up all the other stuff come on, that they did not deal with from way last month, way 15 years ago. Okay, and then here you are, you're trying to say, well, hold on, I thought we were talking about this. And then on top of that, they start lying on you. Have you ever been lied on? Let me see. Let me see if I got a few folk been lied on. <laughs> you ever been talked about? Come on, somebody. Right? Let me tell you one of the hardest things to do. One of the hardest things to do is to keep your mouth shut. But if you know you're right, don't argue with a fool. And that's hard in itself. We, yeah, I say that all the time. I say the Lord going to fight my back. Let me, can I just be real, y'all? I say that all the time, but guess what happens? Come on, y'all. You know what happens? For some reason, I just push God out the way, and I'm like, man, shoot, I'm going to get this. See? And how it works now, people try to get you on their social media. They try to put petty stuff, throwing shade at you and stuff like that. You understand what I'm saying? Right there, right there, on, right there on the internet. You know what I mean? And, you, and then you getting puffed up and mad. Don't get mad. See, they want you to do that. I love what the writer says, though. Now, let, let's read on and see what he what he says. He says they have spoken against me with lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of what. And forged against me, I'm sorry, and fought against me without what? In return for my love. Oh, I see pastoring all in here. In return for my love. You remember when they told you they loved you? Remember when they said, oh, you're the best thing since sliced bread. And cornbread. Come on, y'all. Let me say, for they for, for they return in return for my love, they they act as my what? But I am. Come on, help me, somebody. Help. Ooh, somebody ought to shout right there. 
See, you don't have to retaliate. Look what he says. He says, he says, but I. Saints, I don't know if you understand the power of prayer. I don't know if you really understand that God can change your marriage. I don't even understand it. I don't know if you understand, but God can change your spouse. You got to be patient with God's process. Because look how long it took you to get to where you are. You're not where you're supposed to be yet, but guess what? You're better. But he says, listen, with all of this, what I got for love, I don't deserve. So, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, tell your neighbor, thank you, Jesus. What do you return? What do you do? You pray. Go in prayer, y'all. Develop a prayer life. And here's, here's what you want to do. Here's what you want to do about your, praying about your words, okay? Write it out in your, in your, in your, in your journal. Write it out. God, take my, my, my lying from me. I'm talking about really write it out. Take my hastiness from me. Take my anger from me. Take my response. Write it out and then pray about it. I promise you, when you start praying about it, God can divinely change you into a person. Oh, hallelujah to his holy name. Amen. I, man, listen, I, man, shoot. Huh. Y'all with me? Uh, don't ever feel like you're beyond changing. And don't ever say to your spouse, you'll never change. Because if you begin to pray for them, I don't, I don't, I don't wish no harm on my enemies at all. I want them, matter of fact, I want them to do good. I really do. Got time for that. I ain't got time to hate. <laughs> I got too much I got too much too many things on the in, in, in the in the balance to start hating. And do you not know that Satan wants to use people to cause your blessings to be hindered, stopped, and delayed? Come on. So what does he do? He entices you with people, and then words come and then we go into a war of words. How can God bless a couple if they're constantly bickering? Answer me that question. I'm I'm just asking. How can God bless a child who's always negative and talking crazy to their parents? How does that child think that they can somehow prosper? If you come up with the solution, tell me. Yeah, I'm talking to you teenagers that got that hot mouth be talking crazy and stuff. Amen. I know you're going to get knocked out, but you're still talking trash. Okay. How can you really think that you're going to do something in life when your mouth is always nasty? I'm just asking young people. I'm just asking a question because us adults is trying to fix our problem. See, it starts from right here. You got to teach them. Choose your words. Words have power. 
Words can take you places. Come on, y'all. It's what you do, but it's what you say. Are you with me? Look at this. Uh, next thing, do you use flattering words to get what you want? <laughs> Amen. Just because you flatter a person doesn't mean you, you, know, you got it the right way. You understand? Proverbs 2 and 1, 2 and 16. And sometimes we do that. You know what that's really called? Hmm? You know what it's called? What it's really called? What is that, Proverbs what? You know what that's really called? Manipulation. That's what that's really called. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Y'all didn't want to hear that. 216. Y'all working me today. I see what's happening. Uh, he, th- this is a father talking to his son. Look at verse 1. My son, if you will receive my sayings and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive. What, what I'm doing here is, is teaching you wisdom. Uh, really, seriously, I'm giving you wisdom. Because for a long time, we've been struggling with this. But we ain't been talking to nobody about it. We just thought that this is just who I am. Right? But, but God says, listen, you got to be wise. And, and the Bible says that if you lack wisdom, let him ask. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Amen? You make your ears attentive, your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. Right? Go on down to verse, and he starts telling him about watch out for certain people. That's what he was talking about, right? But look what he says. He's, he's talking to a young man, verse, verse 14, who delight, he said, watch out for those who delight in what? Evil and rejoice in the what? Perversity of evil, whose paths are what? And who are what? devious in their way. Did I say it was deception? Who are what? Devious in their ways. You know what? This is deep right here. Tell your neighbor character. People, some people think they can talk their way into everything. But I see them coming a mile away. They think they slick. Game recognize game. And I recognize game. I recognize game from a distance. You know what I you know what I what I didn't used to do? I didn't used to listen. But I start learning how to listen. And when I started listening, I started hearing stuff like, oh, so that's what you're really saying. See, because I this is, this, is, this is a talk, 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 talk. But, but I can see deception. And you know what's crazy? I know the person is deceptive, but I try my best to give them the benefit of the doubt. See? But you got to watch out for people like this. Watch this. Watch it. And make sure you're not like this yourself. Just watch it. You know what this is? You know, you know what? You know what? Let me, let me. 
Let me get on the young people. You know what this is, young people? This is y'all saying stuff to your parents that's not true, that's deceiving them to think that you're really doing something that you're not. It's lying and it's deceiving. Oh, parents, y'all should have gave me something. I'm trying to help y'all. I'm trying to put the tea out in the business. I'm trying to give the whole business. See, Holy Spirit is talking in here because somebody dealing with a deceptive spirit. Seriously, you're telling your parents you're doing one thing, but in your heart you're doing something else. Amen. Your words are very deceiving. You say one thing, but you do something different. Aid to the men, y'all. Come on, y'all. Walk with me. Yeah, help me. Can't stand here by myself. They're like, dang. Now, don't go home and jack them up against the wall talking about what you do. <laughs> don't, don't do Remember, like Jesus, <laughs> we're going to be angry but do not sin. Okay? Watch this. It, it says, watch this, whose path are crooked and who are devious in their ways to deliver you from a strange woman from the adulteress who flatters <sighs> don't need to say anything else some people this just comes natural it just comes natural. I mean, they just, you just naturally just deceive. You don't have to, but you just, first thing out your mouth is the deception. You got to work on that. I got one minute. You got to work on that. I know somebody's like, please hurry up. Let that minute be over. I'm not trying to rush through it. I saw some things here today. Amen. I saw some things in here. Amen. He says, from a, from a woman who flatters you with her words. Amen. And men. Watch this. Watch verse 17. Watch verse 17. That leaves the companion of her youth. In other words, she was married. And she what? She forgets the covenant of her God. This is what I was saying to you earlier. Think about what you're doing and then ask yourself a question. When you're using words, when you get angry, when you get into altercations, right? God, am I going against your word? Amen. And you'll find that sometimes we do. If God has full authority over your life, you will be concerned about what you say to other people. When, watch this, when no other Christians are around. Because you know, when no other Christians are around, we look around, F you. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Watch this. But this is the part you need to understand about deception. Ready? Look at verse 18. And you don't want to be this kind of woman. For her house sinks down to what? None who go to her, this is the death chamber. 
You go down that road, you ain't never coming back. There's something about when a person deceives you. They can take you somewhere and never bring you back. You better be careful who you're listening to. And watch this. And if you're drawn to lies, check your character. Watch what he said. None who go to her return. This is Jason right here. (laughs) Y'all catch that later. Nor do they reach the paths of what? So you will walk in the way. So you will walk in the way of what? Good men. And keep the paths of what? The righteous. For what? The upright will live in the land and the blameless will what? Remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. You know, my wife and I, we watched a series last night. (laughs) Uh, Tupac and Biggie. 23 years old, 24 years. I'm just saying, 23 years old, 24 years. She just lied, see? See what I'm saying? That's decept. That's deceiving. You feel what I'm saying? Her words were deceiving right there, right? See, we just got finished talking. I got to get off that path. I ain't following her. See, good example. Thank you for the illustration. 23 years old. When it says they will be cut off from the world, from the land, that's what it means. See, what we saw in there is a young man who was looking for a father figure. And he found it in the wrong person. And the person was deceptive and had them thinking, had them thinking that he was, he was untouchable. See, and because of his loyalties to the wrong person, he got killed. And I see that happen in life today. And, and not to that extreme. I'm talking about you could be loyal to a person who just, who just lives in deception and lies. But I ask God for deliverance. That's what I would ask God for. I would ask God to deliver me from that. Walk in the light, y'all. Live in the light, y'all. Come on, somebody. The Bible says we are the light of the world. Amen. I'll get to cussing next week. (laughs) Today, Today we dealt with deception and lies. In our words, that is. Last week we talked about when we talk, are we harsh? Are we resentful? This week we talked about that. I'm just trying to give you an outline just in case you need it. Uh, We talked about deception and lies. And being deceived by words that when you talk to your spouse, tell the truth. And listen, you can tell the truth in love. If you just pipe it down, take your anger out the way. Tone, timing, tension. And then just deal with the argument. Deal with the disagreement. Just like that.